Hi, everybody. This is episode number 112 for Wednesday, July 1, 2020. We have a brand new month ahead of us and a summary period indeed for those of you listening from the Ohio Valley. My name is Andre Bernier. I'm a meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast. We've been around now for now going on almost 15 years. Very, very cool indeed. We're in our second season, and we have a very special episode for you today. Well, we're in the throes of summer. We have the very long days of summer anywhere in North America, anywhere in the Northern Hemisphere. I know We do have listeners who listen to this podcast from the Southern Hemisphere as well. And for you, it's wintertime, and that means short days, long nights, colder temperatures. For some of you, it means ski season for some of the higher elevations and terrains in the mountains of South America and Australia and New Zealand. But in the Northern Hemisphere, we have the super long days. Now, once you get north of the Arctic Circle, which is approximately 66 and two-thirds degrees north latitude, then you have perpetual daylight. Now, there are very few places, at least with a rather voluminous population, that live north of 66 degrees north. There are a few. We're going to visit one of those places today. And the, the place we're going to go visit is in northern Norway. And a part of Norway goes well north of 66 degrees north, up towards uh, 72, 73 degrees north. So obviously, up in that part of the globe, they have perpetual daylight. The sun is always up so long as the weather allows it. It depends, obviously, on the weather situation. But we're going to visit a town. Actually, it's more than a town. It's the fourth largest city in Norway, and it is north of 60 degrees, 66 degrees north. It's in the Arctic Circle. It's about 72 degrees north latitude, and we see the word, and we call it Tromso, but in Norwegian, the correct pronunciation is Tromsø. And so we're going to head there right now and interview Chris Hudson, and he's originally from the UK, Uh, We'll talk more about that and his reason for moving to northern Norway. But he is the marketing manager for Visit Tremseur. And obviously, he wants to let you know about all the great things happening in his adopted hometown now that they have perpetual sunlight 24 hours a day. Let's get to our conversation that we recorded earlier with Chris Hudson. Chris Hudson joins us right now, and he is in Tromsø, Norway. And I hope I, I at least am getting it a little bit closer to the vernacular of Norway. Yeah, that was very good. Very, very good first time, I've got to say. Well, uh, you've been a resident now of, and I'm going to say Tromsø, because that's what we we see here in America. We don't know how to pronounce that O with the slash in it. Mm. So just just for simplicity's sake, although it is fun to say Tromsø, um, I'll say Tromsø. You've been a resident of Tromsø now for how long? Uh, just over nine years now. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what brought you there in the first place? Uh, I've got a 10-year-old daughter. So we moved from the UK when uh, when she was just, yeah, six months old or so. Wow. Uh, so we decided to um, to bring up our child here in, in northern Norway. Slightly better work-life balance and so on than, than the UK. Uh, so uh, I'm extremely safe up here as well. So there's no... Mm-hmm. Uh, very little crime, especially compared to Manchester city centre where we lived before. So, sure, yeah. sure. Mm. Uh, and uh, now you originally were not involved with uh, commerce or the tourism department, but uh, something else brought you there first. Yeah, I worked for the Hötteruten, the um, the coastal steamer, or Hötteruten, I think uh, you say in the states. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that's the coastal steamer that goes from Bergen to Kirkenes and back, and also to do uh, adventure ex- expedition trips. So I worked there for five years before joining the uh, the tourist industry in Tromsø. Before we get into the original reason for my uh, call to you this morning, question about that sea route. Is that open year-round, or does sea ice inhibit that periodically? No, it's open sea. It's open all year round because we've got the Gulf Stream that comes past the the Norwegian Sea and up into the Barents. So um, it's ice free. All the nearly all the harbours in Trumsa are uh, sorry in in Norway ice free all year. So it's possible to run it all year round. Wow, that's great. Yeah. So you made a switch, and uh, now you're with uh, uh, visittromso.no, I believe is the website. And we're going to supply a link to everybody on weatherjazz.com for anybody interested. And you made the switch to uh, to um, uh, tourism. So uh, tell me about that switch and, and how that came about for you. Yeah, no, it was, um, I wanted to work a bit more locally. Hurtiruten uh, kind of took me uh, along lots of traveling and lots of time away mm, from the mm-hmm. family. Uh, so I decided that um, the whole reason why we moved to Norway was to spend time with the family. So um, I thought there's no point in living here if, we don't, if I don't do that. So uh, I thought I'd be a bit more local and also look at more um, developing local contacts because... Uh, Hurtiruten is a global company which has got global contacts, whereas, you know, to really kind of assimilate into the local culture, it's quite important to get local uh, contacts as well. So I think my uh, my personal life and the, the kind of, I feel a lot more of a local resident now than mm-hmm. I ever did before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's been really good for, for my kind of long-term um yeah, long-term life happiness, one can say, uh, in, in northern Norway. Because it it's a long way north. You know, if you look at it on the map and you mm-hmm. go, wow, it's a, it's a heck of a long way north. And it's probably one of the biggest civilizations so far north. Right. Um, certainly oh. in Europe. I think you've got Murmansk is a bit bigger. Well, quite a lot bigger, actually. Maybe two or two or three times as big. But it's not as accessible as Tromsø. Uh, it's obviously in Russia, which has got its own challenges to get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and its own challenges when you're there as well. Uh, whereas Norway is very open and uh, easy to, relatively easy to get to. So, um, but it's still a long way north, and you feel that sometimes. I did look at a map this morning and noticed that there are roadways from Oslo and and points south all the way up to uh, Tromsø. Yeah, uh, yeah. Versus, for instance, I just recently did a podcast and uh, speaking with a materials engineer in Fairbanks, Alaska, and uh, he said that uh, to go to the North Slope, uh, places which used to be called Barrow uh, and Dead Horse and Pudo Bay, he said there are no roads to get there. You either fly in or in the summertime, there's a very brief window where you you can ship in when the ice is gone. 
yeah. so it it's very accessible, uh, much more accessible uh, than I thought it was. No, it is very accessible. I mean, we we get a lot of tourists here, uh, especially in the summer, that drive up uh, mm-hmm. from Germany and, and the kind of northern Europe. And their goal is uh, North Cape, um, which is about eight hours north of where I am in Tromsø. Wow. wow. Uh, so so they drive from Germany, Denmark, the whole uh, whole of the kind of northern Europe. Um, and, and drive and because you've got the 24-hour daylight which we'll right. come to mm-hmm. um, then uh, you know they can just keep going <laughs> so that's what I want to get to and uh, so that's a perfect transition to ask about 24 hours worth of daylight uh, yeah. obviously you didn't have 24 hours of daylight in Manchester was that something you had to get used to and and what did you do to get used to that in the summertime yeah it is it is a challenge in the first couple of years i've got to say um and i think when when guests come here um when they come here on holiday then it's a big wow factor mm-hmm. uh, so it's a challenge but it's not as challenging as you might think um we've got blackout blinds in the house uh, mm-hmm. so um you know and you've, you've got to keep a you've got to keep a um a routine so for example in the summer the latest i go to bed is midnight mm-hmm. because if i if I didn't have that kind of little bit of uh, self-discipline, I could easily stay up all night because you don't have that kind of um, metatonin. I'm not sure that the, the, there's a kind of a enzyme or, or um, yeah, something that in your body that kind mm-hmm. of thinks oh, time now when it gets dark. So you don't have that. So, so of course, in the uh, in the summer, uh, so the routine is that is the most important thing. Get up, get up in the morning and go to bed at night, uh, mm-hmm. and that's the way I coped with it. Um, and so. But I have so much more energy in the in the summer than the winter, um, and it's it's quite amazing because all my friends and family say, "Oh, we really want to come in the winter because you've got the northern lights," which again we'll come to. Um, but but I'm saying, yeah, okay, but but do come in the summer as well because it's so much. You, you've got so longer days, mm-hmm. uh, and you can get so much more out of a day uh, than you can in the winter. I find. Wow. Now, in, obviously, in the winter, you have the exact opposite to deal with, and that is almost, uh, I guess it's called the polar winter, yeah. uh, where mm-hmm. it is literally dark, except for maybe a little uh, twilight at the horizon around noontime. And we've seen that, too, um, yeah. on your webcams. Uh, I've highlighted that you know, right around the Christmas time period. So how do you mm-hmm. deal with that? Is is that, uh, do, you, do you reverse your thinking and put yourself in front of bright lights periodically just to kind of reset your body clock no it, it's funny the way i cope with it and i think a lot of people cope with it in northern norway and it, 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 it's funny because you've got this uh, seasonal this sad the the seasonal yes. um syndrome where a lot of people suffer yeah um with depression and so on and it is it can affect you if you're not careful uh, that that that's got to say that especially if you're here for a longer period of time so again it's routine um I plan my winters quite carefully, so uh, I'm busy at work, obviously, with the tourism element of, of the Northern Lights, but I also plan my, my, my winters quite carefully. So November, when it starts to get pretty pretty dark all the time, um, that's probably my least favorite month, personally, mm. because, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of snows a lot, then it thaws a lot, then it snows a lot, so you've got this lots of kind of different types of weather. Um, and then, uh, then, then Jan, uh, sorry, December, Christmas is really big here. So, uh, so December the first, everything, all the Christmas lights go up, and you've kind of got the family and everything around you with uh, gingerbread and glug, which is the kind of you know, <laughs> all that yeah. type of thing. 
and you've got the Northern Lights as well to kind of look forward to. Um, and then January, you kind of look forward to the sun coming back. So again, you kind of stagger and stage your three months of winter, and it's longer, of course. I mean, mm-hmm. this this year we had seven months of winter, uh, not seven months of polar night, but seven months of snow mm. and kind of the weather. So again, it's planning, it's it's structure and routine um, when you're here for the long term. Uh, that's really, really important. But I guess that's kind of life generally to have structure and routine is important. Um, but even more so when, when you've got these extremes. I have been seeing pictures, in fact, up on your website uh, about uh, the Christmas time period and seeing all of the Christmas lights and, and uh, just how joyous a, a time of year it is. And it looks like a very cosmopolitan kind of place, uh, maybe very little difference from any other U.S. city at Christmas time where there is snow. And yeah. uh, so it is a popular destination spot at Christmas time as well as the summertime then. Yeah, very much so. And, and uh, Christmas time is um, Christmas time is one of our biggest and most touristy times of the year. Is uh, that right? Bigger than yeah, a summer? Yeah. yeah, it is actually. But not, uh, ten years ago, if you'd asked me the same question, then uh, then I'd have said no. Summer's a lot bigger than winter. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that tourism's kind of changed, people are after ex- um, people are after extreme experiences, and mm. people are experiences mm, okay so the northern lights because it's relatively inaccessible um you know we, we talk about there's, there's canada of course and there's greenland but those places are so far north and they don't have the gulf stream to kind of keep the temperate climate mm. so norway is one of the most accessible places for the northern lights um and and people kind of want that extreme and unique experience so this kind of um and we're into the social media we're into instagram and facebook it's called the me, me, me generation, and I'm as guilty as the next man or woman in terms of uh, saying, you know, look where I've been, look what I've done, mm-hmm. kind of show off a bit. Uh, and that's kind of built into all of us, I think. Um, so that kind of explosion in that kind of um, social media has, of course, linked to the Northern Lights being the next wow thing, if you, mm-hmm. if you see what I mean. Um, so I think that's, that's helped us develop the winter tourism um, because, as I say, 10 years ago it was summer with the midnight sun. Uh, and now, yeah, the um, the midnight sun is still attractive, but not as um, awe-inspiring as the, the northern lights um, from, a, from a tourist perspective. Well, if you'd like to give yourself uh, a, uh, a few more followers on Instagram, Facebook, or wherever, uh, if you want to give your your account a shout out here we'd be more than happy to tell our viewers uh, where to find your stuff yeah sure it's uh, at for instagram it's at visit trumso so it's quite easy mm-hmm. so it's visit trumso with the o instead of the uh, uh and then, you'll, you'll <laughs> right. some, then you'll get some inspiration on your next trip uh, hopefully to to visit us well that sounds like a fun trip in fact uh, perhaps a new bucket list item for me is yeah, uh, to, to, so. to come and visit trumso especially since uh I've enjoyed Arctic climates and looking uh, and and exploring Arctic climates like Reykjavik. And, and I took my son there a few years ago uh, since I've been there four times and kind of knew my way around. Uh, so perhaps uh, 
Tromsø is going to be our next uh, next visit, and we'll have to look you up for for sure. Oh, you will for sure, absolutely. And also, we've got the we've got the we've got really ex- um, we've got a great combination of city life, and it is quite a city life. I, I come from Manchester, as I said, and uh, and there's enough here to keep me interested in terms of bars, nightlife restaurants shopping we've got we've got over a hundred uh, bars and cafes and restaurants in the city so that's pretty good for, uh, for an arctic destination oh absolutely and again i was absolutely amazed with the photos that i saw on your website and uh, go ahead and give a plug for your website and we'll make sure to have a link on weatherjazz.com so people can easily access it website yeah website is www.visittrumso.no very good. If you would like, we could redo this in the winter time as we approach Christmas and uh, perhaps revisit and uh, see uh, what uh, what life is like uh, in northern Norway, north of the Arctic Circle, when you have uh, perpetual, almost perpetual darkness all the time. Uh, we'd uh, invite you on any time, too. If you have any other topic that you want to share with us, just let us know and we will open up the microphones and have you back on any time. That's great. I'd love to. And we're going to have Chris back on Weather Jazz in about six months from now, right around the winter solstice, when we talk about what life is like in northern Norway when there is no sunlight. About the best that they do when skies are clear is that they will see a little bit of twilight on their southern horizon for a couple of hours right around the lunch hour, and that is pretty much it. So uh, what is life like there in northern Norway in the wintertime? We're going to find out in a future episode of Weather Jazz. In the meantime, let's talk about that perpetual sunlight, because uh, that certainly is a very attractive proposition for those who love sunlight but remember we're talking about a place that is north of the arctic circle i just checked the forecast and while we enjoy highs in the 80s and 90s for the next seven to ten days here in northern ohio the perpetual sunshine will push temperatures up maybe as high as 60 That's it in the next 10 days, and the average really is much closer to 50 degrees or 10 degrees Celsius for those of you that are listening to this program uh, in the uh, places of the world that go by Celsius, which is really most of the, uh, the world except for a handful of places. But anyway, maybe that's another subject for another time. But what I really wanted to get at is the fact that it's cool up there, uh, just as uh, my son and I enjoyed the cool air of Iceland in August, two years ago when we went. Uh, I think the warmest temperature we saw when we were there was 60 degrees, and that was the last day of our journey in Iceland. Most of the time it was in the 40s and low 50s, even though it was uh, sunshiny for about 20 hours of the day. Well, have a wonderful start to your July. I hope July is a great month for you. Stay safe and stay healthy, and we'll see you next go-around right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. Jazz Podcast!